Hello and welcome to another episode of Tell Me What You Know, episode number 12. Today is Monday, July 15th, recording a little bit early this week, uh, just because i got some shit going on. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to get we're this excited. out. We're excited. We're excited. That's right. That's right. Uh, good Monday so far? Yeah. Yeah? It's all right. As good as a Monday can be? Yeah. People are annoying me. Oh, I hate Mondays. Oh, Mondays. <laughs> little Garfield over here. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm... Feel a little bit tired now, but hard to say the weeks coming back right from now. New York. I, sometimes I feel coming back from New York is like harder than coming back from Vegas. Yeah, it was a it was a jam packed weekend for sure. Um, not a whole lot of downtime. We try we squeezed squeezed in a bunch of bunch of stuff, bunch of activities. A lot of fun though. Really good time. Uh, spent most of the time in Brooklyn, which I hadn't really spent much time. Yeah, did in you before. ever go into Manhattan? I mean, other than getting to Penn yeah, Station. I mean, we like we went into Manhattan uh, a little bit on Saturday, but it was just we were just gonna grab some brown bags and beers and ride the ferry, and just you know, <laughs> so that's what we did. Uh, nice. But other than that, no, I was just. Uh, I mean, I was in Penn Station. Obviously, is where I arrived, and uh, other than that, I was in Brooklyn the whole time. Got to see a bunch of it. We went to a party in Bushwick, and we hung out, I guess, in Clinton Hill was the neighborhood where I was staying, and uh, went down to Brooklyn Heights, which is right by the, I guess, the waterfront there. It was really nice, mm-hmm. super nice area. Had a good time. This story could not be told like 15 years ago. That's right. You would That's never right. be doing this trip. Uh, yeah, there was a nice, uh, there was a big mural painting of Biggie on one of the corners. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it's like he grew up like a block from where my friends left (laughs) (laughs) so yeah a little bit different these days things have changed made it up to to rockaway beach on sunday got some about got about five or so hours on the beach yeah looking tan got a little tan got in the ocean felt great Uh uh-huh i like getting a little bit of that salt water be a little sticky for the day felt awesome for sure great shower afterwards as well yeah had a good time yeah but anyway (laughs) big train guy now uh, oh, the train's the best. Yeah, it was my first Amtrak experience. Um, it's perfect. It's so easy. It was so good. The only the only complaint is, I'm not even gonna say it. No, it was fine. It was everything was was 100 perfect. We got a little delayed on the way back. Book at Amtrak. That's right. You need to sponsor. Sponsored yeah. by Amtrak. Everything's great, other than your fucking Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. Your hundred million dollar Wi-Fi project. Yeah, I wasn't even gonna sorry. say anything because you know, oh, man, complain about you Wi-Fi. Know. But you spend that much money on it, you should probably make it work. You should probably check your email. Yeah, I can't. I can't load my tweets. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible. It makes me feel terrible. All right. Um, but yeah, no, I'm 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 back. And like you said last week, I'm looking forward to a couple weeks of doing absolutely nothing on the weekends. Probably play some golf. Uh, and that's really all I got planned. Nice. Yeah. So well. Um, hopefully, the train had a, a gave you ample time to think of a topic. <laughs> well, if I had known we were going to record today, I would have had something for sure great. No, I do have a good topic. It's actually something that I learned about this weekend while in, in New York. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so why don't we just jump right into it? Let's do it. Michael, I don't think you have any idea what I'm about to say. <laughs> Tell me what you know about orange wine. Orange wine? <laughs> What's orange wine? Uh, I'm going to... I'm not going to take the fact that the only fact that you did mention, I yeah. heard mentioned. Yes. So I'm not going to take that fact. We'll just start um, out with a little story. Well, go ahead and tell, yeah. me, tell me what you know. I, I, anything, I, I anything, don't know anything, anything about orange yeah. orange wine. Uh, 
I know a little bit about muscadine wine, and okay. it kind of seems like this is probably similar. Maybe. Um, yeah, t- tell me a little bit about orange wine. All right. So uh, the w- the reason this came up is we were sitting in a in a restaurant in Brooklyn on Saturday night, and uh, was with some people that I would say are definitely way more like in the know than I am when it comes to these kind of things. And they uh-huh. were talking about, well, let's get, you know, let's get a couple bottles of wine with dinner. Uh, what are y'all feeling red or white? And somebody goes orange. And I, was, I just started laughing. I was like, ah, good one. <laughs> like, <laughs> thinking it was a joke. <laughs> Apparently orange wine is a thing these I'm days. Ready to throw you under the table. <laughs> right. They're like, uh, who is this fucking plebeian over here? Yeah. <laughs> trying to... Coming at him hard. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Good joke. Orange wine, like all the red and purple people of the world. That kind of thing, you know? <laughs> anyway, Orange wine is a thing. Uh, it's kind of its reemergence, as I guess, has been seen in the last twenty years or so. Uh, but it dates back to more than eight thousand years ago, from what I've seen. What? Yeah, starting in the Caucasus, which is present-day Georgia, not the state, David Jones, <laughs> the country. Um, and I, the way the most simple way it was explained to me was that orange wine is to white wine what rosé is to red wine. Uh, now, for that to make sense to you, you need to know more of the intricacies of rosé, I guess. Yeah. Uh, basically, the process. Uh, they so from what I understand, when when you're when you smash the grapes up, you want to get the the juice and everything away from the skin and the seeds pretty much as quickly as possible. Okay. Because um, the skin is like containing. Yeah, it's got all it's of got it. well, like in red wine, you know, it's got the yeah. tannins and stuff, so it gives yeah. it more of a texture for reds and, mm-hmm. and that like the body and that kind of crap. Uh, so body, big the, body. The process, full bodied. The process for this one is you take the white grapes, you mash them up, you put them in a vat, and let them ferment with the skins and the seeds, and they are they. This like gives the the wine this like amber hue. Mm-hmm. It can be kind of like an orangey, maybe even down to like a tawny brown. I saw depending okay. on like how long you let it oxidate. So it's not like an orange, like a like an orange soda. Correct. There's no okay. oranges involved here. It's All just right. it's basically the color. Um, and they leave it to ferment anywhere between four days up to over a year, I guess, depending on the oxidation process you mm-hmm. want to give it. Do you think whoever came up with this was just a lazy winemaker? So that's part of the, like, people think, like, oh, well, this is just a fad, which I don't even know if you call it a fad because it hasn't really caught on yet. But they're like, oh, it's actually just poor winemaking that yeah. leads to this kind of stuff. Yeah. And, I, I mean, I'm not a wine connoisseur at all. I do enjoy wine. Uh some articles I was reading, I was reading, were saying, you know, you might want to have a seat the first time you taste this. It's a real shock, which I didn't get that at all. Uh, <laughs> I thought it tasted it just it like just tasted fine. similar to wine. Yeah, yeah, it was good. It was like, I will say, it's got kind of more of a sour taste, a little maybe more of a sour nutty taste, and it, and it, it felt almost more like a red wine, but it had more of the smell of like a white wine. And they they say like if you, you know, let's say you put it in like a a pitch black uh, wine glass. You mm-hmm. have tr- people would have trouble, I guess, like determining what that what that what it was. was. Yeah, um, but there's like no additives in it. Very even, very little yeast in this kind of thing. Um, and yeah, because of that, they have that more sour, nutty taste based on the on the oxidation. Mm-hmm. Um, right. So uh, yeah. So originated in the Caucasus in, in, in present day Georgia, they would take these uh, these grapes. And they'd throw in these things called kevries, which are these giant, I guess, like urn type thing, these vessels that they would be, they would like coat in beeswax and they would just let it sit underground where, you know, underground the temperature uh, is constant. So mm-hmm. it gives that the fermentation the same, the same temperature throughout the whole process. Hmm. Um, and so that was, you know, over 8,000 years ago. And now in the last 20 or so, like I said, they've, it's been kind of making a, a bit of a renaissance. It's coming back a little bit. 
Starting um, in Brooklyn. Of course, where I tried it was Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, it seems like the obvious place for someone like that to, to gain traction. But it's also popular in Italy and Slovenia. Um, so I guess they share a border, which I actually didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that's so, and they're in that same area uh, where the, I guess these. The grapes they use, uh, it's, so it's not so much the grape that, that creates the wine, it's the process, right? Okay. So I've seen like uh, they've got like these Pinot Gris or like a Pinot Grigio and all that kind of stuff, but it's it's this orange wine they're making. Uh, another, some other play, obviously the U.S., Australia, France, South Africa, Austria are all big, uh, are kind of joining the movement, I guess, for this. Hmm. I'm interested to see whether or not it, uh, if, if it actually does turn into a fad or if it's like... Or sorry, if it, if it gains enough traction to become a fad, or mm-hmm. if it's just something that's here for a few years, and kind gone. of just burns out. I thought it was. Did good. you did you like it more than white wine? Or yeah, so I thought. Uh, Would you even <clears throat> compare it to red wine, or is it? it? I'm probably like one of the worst to do a comparison. I'm. I'm I understand like the difference between red and white, obviously not just the yeah. color. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, so this one, it wasn't. I don't think it was chilled. Like you want to just serve it. At cellar temperature, temperature, I believe, okay. you know, um, but it felt like you, it was more drinkable on like a hot day hmm. than than maybe a red wine Almost would be. A little more refreshing, right? Right. So, so that a rosé would kind of be right. more towards a exactly. Yeah, so it was more afternoon. I think I think it, it's picnic. it's definitely a, a summery a summery wine, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't. It wasn't too sweet. Um, I thought I thought it was I thought it was good. I would have it again. I actually. Before I, as I was, you know, just scouring to find a topic for today, I jumped back to this one and I was actually looking on Whole Foods to see if they sold orange wine. I was going to run up and grab a bottle before we did this so we could oh, we yeah. could have it on air. That would have been great. Yeah. So. That's a great idea. I'll bring it next time to- <laughs> for our next topic. For our no next topic. What. Yes. I'll bring well. some orange wine in and we'll tr- we'll drink it and we'll talk about it a little bit and then we'll mm-hmm. jump into the topic. Um, What do you think? Are you going to try it? I would definitely try it. Yeah. You ought to see if, uh, if some. I'm not a huge wine drinker either. Yeah, but you know some pretty big wine fans. I yeah, believe, right. Yeah, I want you to get their some... opinion on it and see what they what they know. They would they would scowl. Oh yeah, I think they would scowl. Uh, Things for the pores. I uh, just it's. I think they would think it's. Oh, this is just a lazy way to make wine. Huh. Um, Interesting. Oh, you were lazy and you you stumbled onto a better way to make wine. Like no. I'm going to stick with my reds and stick with my whites. I think that's what they'd say. Okay. I'm sure they'd be an appreciative. I mean, they're not ones to turn down drinking. Sure. Of anything. So I'm sure they would They would have a glass. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll try it again. Listen, anything that makes me look a little bit cooler, yeah. I'm all for. Orange orange wine. Yeah. I'll definitely try it. Yeah. I think it would be kind of better if, if it was bright orange. <laughs> so it, it, the... The colors, right? It was definitely, it was not red and it was not white and it was not rosé in my glass. I knew that hmm. for sure. It had like this amber color to it, right? It looked like uh, if you if you solidified it, put a mosquito in there, that it would, you, Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Yeah, the, the, the amber. What's the dude's name would come out and just uh, create a new Jurassic Park. Nice. Was that a little doctor's name? Uh, hello, the John. Cane? Hello, John. Yeah, that guy. Hello, John. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> John, that hurt. <laughs> Perfect, perfect execution. Yeah, uh, that's actually great because now we don't have the no no copyright claims for for that one. And it was it was spot it's just on. Just my rendition. Yeah, it was spot yeah, on. It, as well. it just happens to be in a perfect perfect pitch. Well done. Yeah, yeah. perfect pitch. John maybe, maybe a topic for the future. Ooh, I know you wanted to talk about that's it. That's right. <laughs> that's right. Do you have it? I don't know. We'll find out. That's all I got for orange wine. Uh, I will bring some in next week and we'll have a little taste test. Nice. Well, next episode will go long. We'll yes. have a perfect. Yeah. 
with a, a nice refreshing glass of orange wine. Yeah. We good. Yeah. Well, what you I'm got? I'm gonna jump over into a uh yeah, all my topics have kind of had a not all of them, but a lot of them have like a sci-fi aspect to them. Okay. This one, I didn't know what to call this. Uh because these events, I get they haven't really had like a like a named event. This has been something that's been in the news a lot lately. Uh, or at least been in my Yahoo feed of news that they say Michael clicks on this a lot, so keep feeding him this stuff. Uh, Mike, tell me what you know about UFOs. Uh, I was pretty sure you were about to go Area Fifty One with this one. Uh, I was a ve- I was very close to doing that one. I think we should follow up with what happens after <laughs> the storming date. <laughs> yeah, what is that? September like four hundred. Is that when the date uh, is? I, I can't remember. Like, four hundred thousand people signed that they were going to storm that base. They're four hundred thousand dead people. Yeah, about to get killed. Yes. You gun down. Yeah. Uh, UFOs. Bunch of idiots. A UFO is an unidentified flying object. That is correct. Uh, do not call it a flying saucer. It just makes it sound super lame, I yeah, think. Yeah, so stupid. Yeah. Um, I I feel like there's been more of them in the news over the last few years, but maybe that's just because everybody is looking to, put, to film something. Yeah, I don't know. They want to... Well, grow their clout online by having the video that caught the whatever it's probably just some weather balloon or something like that right well now that if there are millions of cameras they're probably just looking at right millions of non non-alien well and these you know media uh outlets will run with oh this ufo was spotted i don't think it can be a ufo unless like the the government says, yeah, we don't know what that is. Yeah, if it's somebody like, if somebody steps forward, no, that's us. Yeah, that was our Randy Quaid down there saying, oh, that's a UFO. It's like, well, you don't, you might not know what that is, Randy. Right, but uh, it's probably supposed to be up there. Well, this was a topic I sort of wanted. I was going to bring up in talking about this, but um, well, I'll save I'll save to bring it up. Okay. I, so the, the the I think one of the reasons it's been talked about more in the news is there were these Navy pilots that. Yes. I remember that, this. That, because to, I'll, I'll jump into it. The not wanting to be seen as a crazy person aspect of, of UFOs, even just the, the ambiguousness of the name. Just It's an unidentified flying object. Mm-hmm. It has nothing to do with saying it's an alien. It has nothing right. to do with anything. It's just – it's unidentified. We don't know what the Could hell it is. Could be Balloon Boy. And so there's this like – there's – this element of staying in the, hey, I don't know what it is. I'm not trying to say what it is and what it isn't. I'm just saying I saw something. It was moving in a way that things don't normally move. I could not identify And it. I cannot identify it, and it freaked me out. And there are certain levels of people that make these claims. Okay. And people in the military, specifically, I think – People don't want to say anything bad about somebody in the military, mm. or somebody's in the military has a they're they're high, they're higher trained. You know, if you're a pilot, you've spent a lot of time in the air. Uh, you know, logically, you should be able to say, "Oh, at a distance, I can tell what that is because I've spent so much time up in the air. I, I'm better." And there's a that's logical. Like mm-hmm. I, I get that. Um, and so these Navy pilots kind of coming out and saying this, when a Navy pilot says it, you up like if a general right. says it you're like whoa that's a general saying it that's not a janitor who looked outside and so what are, what are the what do the navy pilots say okay. exactly in case for anybody unfamiliar with the situation out there so i guess these sightings have been going back almost like 15 years mm-hmm. or so um this lieutenant 
Ryan Graves is an F-18 uh, fighter pilot. So during training, he'd spent time uh, on the East Coast training down like in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. So they'd be flying, you know, out over the Atlantic Ocean, down to Florida, probably all the way up to like, you know, New York and Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things that, that started to that started to happen was they had a new radar put into these planes. Now, supposedly there were sightings before this new radar, um, but it's sort of unsubstantiated. Um, right. That was like in the comment section. Somebody was like, no, somebody, there was a report back in 2004. It's not... Anyways, they installed a new radar detection system, and all of a sudden, they start picking up these high-level, high-flying objects, mm-hmm. uh, seen as high as like 30,000 feet. I mean, 30,000 feet is pretty high. Traveling really fast. And, well. and, and traveling absurdly fast, and yeah. doing maneuvers that you just, are, no other you know vehicle they're aware of right. can do. Right. Uh, and it became so frequent, and this is kind of the weirder part about this. It became so frequent that they kind of just continued along their training missions. If you're an F-18, you are probably and you're up in the you're the the most technologically advanced flying machine around you probably within at least a hundred miles. I mean, mm-hmm. unless some like F-22 is there that that things, but but you are yeah. you're in a freaking fighter pilot. You're yeah. you're a fighter jet, right? If you see something else that's potentially more maneuverable than you that would freak you out right if you're like an apex predator in the sky and then all of a sudden these things start flying around you and you're like i don't know what these are i'm just going to continue on my mission like that's really weird so are you saying that that as in like you're suspicious of it then i'm certainly suspicious of it it. i'm certainly suspicious of it because for a long time they were only identifying them through instrumentation Mm mm-hmm so that means there was nothing they actually saw. I, I could if I, I can't see it, right? And it's only my instruments telling me. Then there's a lot of bugs that I need to work out around what what is going on, telling me that the, there's something over there. If I can't see it, I can't maneuver for it. Whatever. Later, they have put their eyes on these things, and there was one incident where two planes were flying about a hundred feet apart, and these and this thing, this UFO, flew between them. And this, and rightfully so, pissed these dudes off. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, this would be bullshit if there was some military, foreign uh, government, or whatever. Foreign government, whoever's doing this, yeah. that's fucked up. Yeah. Like, it, it's only a matter of time between before one of these things clips my plane, yeah. I go down, ruins my career. Yeah. You know, fuck that. If it's a, a, a drone that's being tested, like, you don't test it on, on fighter pilots that don't know it's there. Like, right. that's really messed up. See, I did, let me go back a little bit. I didn't realize that this was. I thought I've saw, I've seen the one video where the guy's like, "Oh, I got it, I got it." Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I, I didn't realize this has happened multiple times. This is ha- this happened almost daily. They said they would see these things all the time, hmm. and, that, and to the point where, like, if you didn't, it, you would have been grounded essentially. Yeah. If you were like, well, we got to get to the bottom of this, but they're like, well, you got to get trained because you got to go to Iraq. Like, right. I, you got to go out there again. So they just kind of kept doing these, and like even when these, um, when these objects would come up, there would be no, um, there would be no uh, propulsion hue or um, yeah, yeah, like, no jet, no, no jet, anything. no jet coming off them, no yeah. heat signature, no nothing. Right. So they, they were, just, they're just really freaked out about what these things are. They've seen them do like hypersonic speeds. So I mean, going. In, 
multiple factors higher than the speed of sound. I mean, yeah. no planes can really fly this. We have like one vehicle that's starting to do hypersonic speeds where it's like you can get to anywhere in the world in 15 minutes kind of thing. You got basically flying and you're entering orbit, orbit almost. Yeah. Um, but we are approaching, like I know Russia has been working on hypersonic missiles that you can't shoot down. I mean, you yeah. So it's getting beyond our uh, missile-to-missile defenses. Um, right, yeah. But so there's – there's it's, it's difficult to say if the physics of these objects makes it um, incapable of being a, like a, a human machine. Because mm-hmm. even if you were going to have a human inside of it, you would then have to deal with the forces of – you know, yeah. just going a certain speed is not going to kill you. But if you like stop really quickly – that it's going to be like you hit a, like a concrete wall or yeah. if you accelerate to hypersonic speeds from zero, you're going to feel all those G forces and you're going to pass out. Like right. you just, so you got to get around some of those human elements. So it's either there's no humans in it. Right. It's alien or, or they're not there or it's a drone. Yeah. yeah. It's a drone. Self-pilot or auto, whatever. Um, funny. What made me think of this story this morning was, uh, the two cats, <laughs> were swatting they were swatting at like there was like a little fuzz thing flying around the room Mm -hmm. and they were just like obsessed with it okay and i was like this is basically like us worried about these things we don't know what it is we don't know these the physics of these things but we're just like what the hell is this thing if if something was so much more technologically advanced then that's basically what we would be we'd be cats swatting at a little ball of fizz just floating around in the room but you don't want to you don't want to feel that or you you can't put that out there because I don't want to say that this this pilot who's definitely not out of his mind right definitely just seeing what he's seeing up there yeah I'm not trying to say he's crazy right but at some point you kind of have to be like well, I don't think this is a UFO man I think we should probably what, just like, for your own sanity you mean or just for your own feel good <laughs> well for your feelies so somebody brought up this this topic Dan little shout out for Dan Dan's yeah. going to become a new new listener because I'm doing his topic. All right. I like the way he put it. Because of this, because these Navy pilots, because it's becoming, you know, the Pentagon is now investigating some of this. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had had a program that, that ran out of money, but then the Navy was like, we're going to continue investigating this. It deserves to be talked about, and it deserves to have it, it – it deserves to be taken on its merits. Yeah. And not be, you're a crazy person. Because it's right. either – a foreign government, yes. foreign per- entity doing this right. that we need to stop. It's either a drone program or whatever that we're doing. That would probably be the most benign right. of all of them. I mean, yes. well, the most benign is probably, oh, there's a bug in the software. And uh, when you – it's been seeing the glare and this weird thing and it's making us think that it's, you know, it's being interpreted as, as something else. Yeah. Um, in the hunt for Red October, uh, the sonar system that's used on the sub is uh, – it used to be designed to, like, look for thermal events, uh, mm-hmm. like geothermal events. So when it hears uh, uh, Sean Connery's silent propulsion system, it just tells the people that, oh, it's whales. It's a yeah. biological event. Right. So that's what it deduces because that's what it's been programmed to do. Right. So you don't know if whatever of this 1983 program that was designed, this, right. this radar, is just misinterpreting data that it's being fed. Sure. Uh, another, I've read another comment from a physicist saying, look, when you're up in the air, it's really difficult to judge uh, the size of things, 
the speed of things. A he was like a, a drone 500 feet away, a small drone 500 feet away could look like a big object 3,000 feet away. Mm-hmm. You just don't know. Right. Um, so right, right, right. That makes sense. So and then you're also looking through multiple layers of rounded materials just on the face of it. You're looking through your visor. You're looking through the hood of your, your plane. Yeah. There's, just, there's things that you can't be 100% sure of when you're flying around. And it's – What's difficult about it is because the conclusions are so weird. If you have some – you're an F-18. You're the best plane in the sky. If something is better than you, it's probably not human. I mean that, that's, <laughs> the, that, that's, that's the ancient aliens that's the guy. That's that. Yeah. Or it's just not there. Like that – and it's – that's – or if it's there, like if it's there, yeah. then we've got big problems. Or we have big questions. Or – that, big questions that, for sure that require answers right not like i'm fine just letting this go well so what's the latest on all of this like what they still don't know what it is obviously right or what it was or are they're still seeing them all the time so after they they deployed and these are navy pilots these are all pilots basically um well the, the story's coming from it's navy but it's pilots. not the same person also, that sees them all the time right it's multiple people but this are they all in the same guy. group Yes. So, Come on. I need a bigger... I don't know. I don't I don't know how much of them are in the same group. I know some of them have seen them in San Diego. Okay. This guy was on the East Coast. I know that it's not just this one guy, mm-hmm. but I do think there is absolutely a stigma to coming out and saying, I saw this, I don't know what it is, I think it's this. Uh and, and that's why and that's it's something that people need to get over in order for us to have a longer more in-depth conversation about what these things are. Are they getting, uh, are they getting cyber bullied for like, for being, for being like, they're making it up. I don't think they're getting cyber bullied or any, like, well, I just haven't heard. It's weird. And maybe I'm, I'm in the, in the minority here. I, I saw the video where the pilot tracks it on his, whatever instrument he's using. Yeah. Freaks out. Everybody's kind of freaking out. Yeah, we got it. You know, it, it locks on to right. it. Um, and then I, th- I thought, well, that's pretty cool. And I never looked into it again, but I didn't realize that there was, this was happening constantly. And then, so then if it's happening constantly, I want to know who, if it's happening constantly to the same people or if it's, are there other instances of this popping up that aren't related at all to these people? Is it, is it controlled just to this jet? Is it just this jet's instrumentation? Right. Right. And th- certainly questions so that have been many- asked by somebody way smarter than me already, I would imagine. Right. But you would think somebody would say, all right, well, we really need to get to the bottom of this. We need right. to start controlling variables. Well, and because I hadn't heard anything more, I just figured that's what it was. Sort of, or or you see, you know, oh, those weird, weird shapes over Kansas, uh, right. whatever, three weeks ago. Right. You don't hear anything more about it. Maybe that's, maybe that's exactly what they want. <laughs> well, so now <laughs> you're- Put on my so now, so now you're really going down the conspiracy theorists uh, way, the way you rationalize these things. Because right. I mean, because, so for, because, for me, I was just thinking, well, it was nothing or else we would have known about it. And right. maybe that's naive. Maybe that puts too much faith in those who are out there maybe keeping secrets from people. Right. Exactly. Um, the best way to keep a secret would be to just tell everyone's crazy. Like, right. just proliferate that that storyline. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, I'm going to go sign up for the Area 51 raid right now. Go storm 400, it. 400,001 people will die that day. <laughs> Uh, have you ever seen a UFO or have you ever met somebody who claims that they have 100% seen a UFO? 
Not that I can recall. I, no, I definitely have not. I don't recall if I've met anybody that has for sure seen a UFO. I feel like if somebody said that to me, I, I just brushed it off as they were fucking around. Right. Um, I don't think anybody's come to me and said, I, no, I absolutely 100% have seen this. Now, if a pilot came in here and is like, I flew in the military for 20 years and I saw something multiple times mm. that I can't explain. Yeah. You got to give it more credence. You, you got to give it more weight, right? I'm, I mean, I'm not going to tell the guy he didn't see what he saw. Right. Um, but this is one of those things that is almost, for me, unless I actually see this or I don't know. I mean. So I grew up in Phoenix and, and Phoenix had one of like the most um, – well-known UFO sightings called the Phoenix Lights. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, so many people claim to have seen them. Like my, my mom claimed to have seen them. Okay. Uh, and, and I say claimed to have seen But I say claimed to have seen them because they were pretty debunked. They were There were supposedly like these flares that were mm. falling uh, from a plane. And they just happened to be falling in like this. this perfect line. Yeah, this perfect line. But really that line just ended up being like these mountains that it was falling behind. Oh, but my mom, when she said it was like these flare, there was something moving above her. She, I mean, like the way she described it was more of like a, there was some sort of craft. And I mean, thousands of people saw these lights. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking it up now just to see. It's, it's definitely interesting. I like getting, I like feeling, uh. A little uneasy about these kind of things. It makes me feel a little more human. Every now right. And it makes you feel like there might be something well, else I, going listen, on. Listen, I think there's for. I think, we, kind of, I think we both believe that, that there's something else out there. Yeah. Now, whether or not that something else is, has the capabilities to reach here, yet to be seen. Right. But, but um, also to come here and just fly around some Navy pilots doing some. Doesn't make much sense, but it I just, mean, who knows? Reconnaissance would be the first thing I would imagine they would do. Yeah. If, if they're anything like us, which they there's infinite possibilities that they just aren't. That there's something that you can't even imagine. You can't even fathom, right? Right. So we can say, oh, they're here just for doing reconnaissance. How the fuck do you know? Like, <laughs> Totally. Yeah, you really don't know. Yeah. And there's probably no way of ever knowing. No. But I don't know. It's a, it's a pretty interesting story. And, and it definitely it, – when it, when it comes from certain people, you can't just brush it away. And, sure. I think that's, and I think that's what's really cool about uh, high-level officials or, or pilots um, coming out and say it because you know they're not, they're not trying to make waves. Like they, yeah. They're not trying to say this stuff. For sure. Uh, it doesn't seem like they want to be like famous because of it. No, I agree. Um, so, yeah. Um, is that all you have? Because I have a question for you. Yeah, yeah, that's... Can we take a few minutes and just talk about this Area 51 raid? Yes. <laughs> okay, so... That's essentially the only thing I know about it is there's a, a not a petition, I guess, but a sign up list for lack of a better word of 400,000 people that want to go and raid Area 51, right? right, they're, right. they're just tired of the government keeping secrets from right. us. Yeah, that's that's what I've. Do you know who started this or anything? No, I don't know anything about it other than just the headlines. Are, like other than the government coming out and saying like, we're not letting you in. Yeah. If you come and do this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great movie idea. I mean, yeah. Wait, see, all right. CNET, 
the CNET uh, article, the title of the article on CNET says, let's raid Area 51 to, quote, see them aliens, one million people, Val. <laughs> <laughs> they can't stop us all. Man, I want to see them aliens. This is a South Park episode. Yeah. This is the, That's this, the this whole is point. The, would they really kill all of us? Yeah. Close to 1.1 million people have pledged... Uh, to find out if if UFOs are real. A Facebook event named Storm Area 51, They Can't Stop All of Us, has become an internet sensation. If you September the, 20th is the date. If yeah. you were the government and Independence Day comes out and blows the lid off of Area 51, wouldn't you just get another base that just not as yeah. high profile? Yeah, for sure. And just do your drone testing and your... Missile testing, new new stuff there. Like, oh, it's a total joke. I mean, it's gr- it seems like the guy who started it made it a total joke. He says, uh, "Here's the plan." As per the creator of the event, we will all meet up at the Area 51 Alien Center tourist attraction and coordinate our entry. If we if we Naruto run, which Naruto is an anime character, we can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. <laughs> <laughs> what the so that's it after decades of mystery humanity will naruto run its way to unraveling alien life i mean yeah it's it's fake but the memes have just been crazy so we pretty much fell for this hook line and sinker yeah but it's this is how these things get started is it starts as a joke and then people show up a lot of people out there that don't think it's a joke i'm sure well even if you were actually gonna show up for this even if you were one percent of four hundred thousand, four thousand people. This says up over one point nine million. There's a million that have said they're going, and nine hundred thousand are interested in going in the Facebook event. <laughs> I'm interested. Yeah. <laughs> uh, September twentieth. Oh, yeah, that'd be, that'd be freaking hilarious. I kind of want it to happen now. But you said the government has come out and said, "Hey, we're not letting you in." I've read it. Yeah, I read, I read this. They tried to come out and just. You know, nip it in the bud, essentially. Um, But I do, it's a really interesting moral dilemma. What would you do if you're a military, if you're a private at Area 51? Yeah, viral Area 51 raid. And you see a bunch of million recruits. American Air Force warning. I mean, (laughs) what would you do? I don't know. Well, that's 2019. And then what, what, so think about about it in terms of this. Say you get in and they're like, well, we're not going to shoot you guys. But you're here now. There's a lot of you. There's nothing here. Yeah. And everyone's like, just go home. Like, we don't have food for you. You're hungry now. You get to the bathroom. We don't have a bathroom for 4,000 people. <laughs> we weren't equipped to put on a concert. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the yeah, stupidest like, plan of all time. Fest. Be it's going to be Firefest in Area 51. Let's sell tickets. <laughs> and what we need to do is we need to uh, stock up on air mattresses and go and sell them right outside the, yeah. the event. That and bottles of water. Bottles of water. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we can end it there. Yeah. Super episode. Thanks for hanging out, guys. Thanks for listening. Uh, episode we posted this Friday, which is the 19th. Yeah. Is that right? Mm-hmm. 19th, uh, 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. <laughs> uh, unsubscribe, resubscribe, download the <laughs> episode, give us a five star rating. Uh, tell three friends to tell three friends to tell three friends it's called viral that's right and uh, whoever gets the most friends uh, will give you a shout out on the next episode (laughs) Uh, thanks for listening and we will talk to you all next week 
goodbye.